What's up, guys? I'm Andy Dell. Um, I am out here in Indiana, and I work for a hospital here as their mental health liaison. Um, and what that entails is I coordinate all the transitions for adolescents here in the Fisher School District who are hospitalized due to some sort of mental health reason, mostly for suicidal ideation. Um, and I help them transition into the hospital and then help them transition out of the hospital back into their school setting. So it's been a uh, roller coaster, um, kind of of a year this year with the whole quarantine and coronavirus and stuff. But nonetheless, it's been a it's been a good year um, supporting students with any type of mental health um, issue. So I'm excited to be here to talk more about mental health and the kind of the correlation of video games. Yeah. So, I mean, as our viewers probably know by now, um, as we just kind of talked about it, this is kind of going to be a big episode on mental health. Um, this is something that we've had a few people reach out on and we knew we should approach and discuss because it's becoming a big issue in the gaming industry, um, also in the pro scene. Um, so let's kind of talk about what mental health is like in the gaming scene. Um, so your experience, you just said, you know, you're trying to focus on that. Um, tell us a little bit about how you plan on focusing on that and what you've experienced with the gaming scene in your line of work so far. Yeah, so mental health, you know, and video games, I feel like go pretty hand in hand, right? A lot of people use video games kind of as an outlet to their, you know, day to day life, whether that's because their life is very stressful, or, you know, maybe there's just something going on in the home, like video games has given a lot of people myself included an outlet, right? It's kind of our coping skill. Um, and with that, it's hard not to sometimes bring what I want to say, like our our baggage into it. So, you know, mental health and video games, video games, in a sense, it's it's competitive, right? There's a lot of competitive video games out there. You know, League of Legends, Valorant starting to open up. There's Overwatch League, Call of Duty. You know, it's been going back since, you know, the Halo days, essentially. Oh, yeah. And so um, with that, there's, I don't know, you talk about the toxic community, right? It's all you kind of hear about what video games brings is in the news portray is this toxic environment that you know they want to blame violence with adolescents video games right it's the first thing you turn to gta right that's a common thing people talk about is gta gun violence death right <laughs> um and it it's it's interesting and i kind of laugh at it just because it's you know video games gets this bad rap but it's really this amazing experience especially in the online community that i think doesn't get looked at as just the connections you make, right? A lot of these kids who dive into video games and put a lot of time in is because some of them just lack that social connection in their real life. And so those social skills, it's hard to build for them in real life. So then they turn to video games where, you know, you don't play with cameras on, right? You play as your character, your avatar, or, you know, your, your wizard or anything like that. And you build friendships through that. And, um, you know, a lot, it shows why a lot of kids get sucked in video games and are, almost borderline like obsessive right you see kids drop out of school you see kids not do their homework and stuff and so you see a lot of things that go on then in the family dynamic why parents are hard on their kids and then the kids push back right and in this day and age i can't imagine what it's like growing up with so much technology around right I, we grew up with what nintendo 64 and dial up internet right <laughs> gamecube someone, yeah gamecube Game phone oh, call yeah. you house i mean people don't even have house phones anymore but if yeah. there's a house phone call the internet drop and you're like crap so I can't imagine, I know I see a lot of kids struggle with being able to put down the phone, the iPad, the controller and stuff. And, you know, a lot of parents want to put then towards their kids issues, video games. And I, I can go off on a tangent about all that, but um, 
you know, I think a lot of what video games provide is a lot of great resources and great things for the gaming community. I mean, it's definitely helped me make friends that I would have never met in my life. And a lot of these friends now are some of my closest friends through because of video games, right? Um, but there is a bad side to video games and you see it later on as kids are raised almost through the internet um, and through their video games, right? They're learning things off the internet. They're learning how to you know, necessarily communicate language-wise, like how you talk with memes and jokes and stuff on video games. It's not really like that in the real world, right? You can't really like meme and say things that you would say on the internet because on the internet, there's no repercussion, right? You don't get in trouble. There's no one there to tell you, no, don't say that. Or, yeah. oh, if you do, oh, I'll just leave the lobby. I'll go somewhere else, right? You can't really do that in life, right? There's there's consequences. And I think that's what I've noticed from video games, at least in my line of work, is a lot of these kids struggle with the consequences and then understanding what happens with the actions I make now versus what's going to happen in the future with them. And so, I mean, it's it's a really interesting realm. And, you know, I think in the competitive scene, I'm, I think a lot of these kids I'm nervous for, I know I'm not in the competitive scene of video games, but I'm nervous for them later on in life because they spend so many hours glued to a screen that you start to, I mean, we see it right now in the quarantine, right? We're all going a little stir crazy, right? Yeah. And I joke about with my friends, like, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be fun going out to the bars and things like that to see everyone, but it's going to be almost a little awkward in a sense, right? Because you haven't really socially interacted with people and things like that or how to you know start a conversation and hold it um you know a lot of these pro players they're spending 12 plus hours seven days a week on their their job and later in life you know it, it you just kind of wonder or at least i wonder a lot is like what's going to happen to them? like how are they going to start a family if that's what they want to do right how are they going to meet people you know what are they going to talk about because their life experience has all been behind a 24 inch monitor their whole life, you know, a keyboard and mouse. They haven't had to, you know, some of them didn't finish high school. Some of them didn't go to college. Right. And so they're missing out on those big X factors of social interaction. I think that's where video games and social socializing, they split. I mean, they're, they both share similarities, but there is a split, right? That face-to-face -face interaction that we as humans need you don't really get that in the video game world. And I think later on, we will start to see some of these concerns kind of arise a little bit. Um, and so, you know, it makes me want to you know, change that, right? I, I really want somehow, at least with what I'm currently doing, is helping these kids see further into the future right? right now all these kids are in school and this is this is their world right they don't know anything outside of their high school lifestyle and that's fine you know i'm not expecting them to but the ones that struggle with suicide and stuff you know it's it's inspiring change and it's inspiring that you matter right you can make a difference you you matter to someone and if you don't think you do you matter to me you know this isn't an a random occasion that we are paths crossed right and so you know it's the same kind of concept as with these players is i want them to see you know there's there's more than just this video game in your life right you know there's a lot out there and i just don't want to see anyone you know get sucked up into something or 
become so obsessive over something and then once it's it's over right i mean all of our careers will end eventually we all want to retire right i mean that's that's the dream um and so when these players do retire i don't want them to feel like they've missed out on their youth essentially i mean our youth is a big portion of us as we move on and grow up and raise families right we want our kids to have the same things that we had the same experiences and stuff like that and you know for all i know i could be completely wrong maybe 20 years from now maybe this is what the youth is like you know it's just video games no more real sports and things like that but you know who knows <laughs> maybe this is all we know maybe maybe quarantines are what we're going to be doing it's for the, new yeah. it's the new normal the new normal right we don't yeah. shake yeah. hands and we just bump elbows so yeah. <laughs> I, I do have a question oh yeah. good okay yeah so i wanted to talk about what you were yeah. saying about um you know these guys like wanting to compete right I think that there's this thing of, I got to put everything on the back burner. I got to put everything to the side in order to pursue that. And I think even the players competing today, they're putting mm -hmm. their entire identity in how they perform online into, you know, their craft, into their career. And I'm sure mm -hmm. you know how dangerous that is, right? Because you're mm -hmm. essentially your identity fluctuates depending on how you're performing, depending on where you're at in your career. Um, and I also think there is this thing with competitors in esports where it's like, Oh, if I do have a group of friends or if I do go out on the weekend or if I do get into a relationship, like that's where my skill starts to fall off. I think these guys just kind of start thinking, I got to isolate myself. I got to make gaming my absolute everything for me to perform. And I think that's just like such a dangerous path to go down. I've been there. Um, and yeah, it's just, I mean, it touches on some of the stuff that you were saying too. Yeah. No, definitely. I mean, you bring up really good points. I think there was something back... I mean, we all get kind of our news source now. Oh, off right. At least I yeah. do. It was like 2016 TSM, F and his girlfriend, they yeah. saying how he, you know, was spending too much time with his girlfriend. That's why his performance slipped, right? And yeah. this is just everyone's speculation. And, you know, that that stuff, you may not think the words you say on the internet has any type of value, but I mean, I'm sure it impacted Peter in some way, right? Seeing a whole thread about him in his personal dating life. And I'm sure it impacted his girlfriend in some ways that if she felt like, oh, am I to blame for you know, maybe Peter's poor performance or the whole team's poor performance, right? And, you know, everyone wants to point blame to these things, right? I mean, that's kind of what, at least, I don't know, this, my own personal opinion is like society does like to bring up, at least in the, in Fisher's area city, it feels like there's these pedestals these kids have to live by. And if you don't meet to these standards, then you're looked down upon. And it sucks because I don't, I wouldn't want to feel like I have to be someone I'm not, or I have to live a certain lifestyle or I have to have a certain car or have a certain house and go to a certain college. And right. It feels like I'm not doing things for myself. And so these players who feel like I have to put everything on the back burner, like you said, and just focus on just my video game and that's it, you know, that's, it is very dangerous because then if something were to go wrong, they're going to, their whole world's going to collapse on itself. They're going to blame themselves. And, you know, that's not healthy because, you know, yeah. it's these team games. It's not about just one person. You know, it's a, any professional sport is very team oriented. I mean, sure, you have your superstars and stuff like that who can make incredible plays and help carry the team from time to time again. But, you know, no superstar is going to say it was all me and only me. You know, they're always going to, you know, give their thanks to their teammates and say, you know, they did just as much as I did. And so these players who, yeah, do feel like I can't have a dating life, I can't have a social life, if it happens that, hey, maybe they get cut off a roster or, you know, something comes up in their own personal life with their family that they can't play anymore, 
what happens to them, right? They just become another an in-game name or someone who's forgotten. It, it is it is very scary because it's hard to then just go back to society, right? Like, oh, so much. Right. I can't just yeah. go back to college. Or if you didn't yeah. graduate high school, you know, you have to go then through like some tri- online school or something like that, your GED. And then yeah. what do you do there? Right. It's, it's scary. And I, it's, it, it is, it's just a scary thought because it's hard for me to put my position myself in that position. Cause it's not something I've ever, I've ever done. And yeah. I mean, I commend all these pro players who do put, you know, all their eggs in one basket and take that chance and that leap of faith. Cause it's, I think sometimes we do live, or sometimes I notice I do live in a little complacency and comfort, right. And change is scary and great for these players who are shooting their shots, who are trying their best to put themselves out there, but also just, you know, don't give up what matters most to you too, right? Like don't cut your friends off. Don't cut your family off. You know, keep those things close by because those are things you need to not just fall back on, but you're going to want to have as you progress through your career path, because they're going to be there to help hold you up when you do have your bad days. And we'll always have bad days in life, but that's not to say there's always something good that can come out of those bad days. You know, I always tell the kids I work with that, you know, so what's today? If today's a bad day, there's going to be something good that happens today. And I hope when you lay your head down and go to bed, that's what you remember. Cause then you can take that and start your day tomorrow with it you know and start a good day so um yeah it's these players man they they make huge sacrifices they move out to these gaming houses they move out to (laughs) la which is a super expensive city you know and risk it all and it's honestly it's super courageous because i know i that would i couldn't imagine selling everything i have here and just packing up and moving out there and taking a shot on something that may not be there the next two years, right? I mean, a lot of people doubted the esports industry, right? I mean, we didn't mm-hmm. expect it to be this multi-million-dollar thing as it is now, or multiple teams and on ESPN. So, yeah, it's it's crazy. It's really cool to see it progress like this, but I feel like it's growing so fast that we don't have the right support systems in place yeah. yet. Yeah, one of the one of the craziest things that I had to learn was the social media pressure that these players were under. Um, I mean, the more I, the more I learned and the more I observe, the more I see. And so like yesterday I was watching the, um, call of duty league, um, championship game on Sunday afternoon. It was, um, optic versus phase and, um, TJ, he just completely, basically he, I mean, he killed his own teammate in the, in the, win the search and to go up 2-0, he killed his own teammate and then he died on bomb. And so he Oof. lost the match for him and he, he lost around 11. Um, and immediately on Twitter it was TJ is throwing, like, he's awful. Why is he there? And, um, his teammates are going to hate him forever. Like it, it was all over social media and I can imagine just like feeling that I blew, like optic was in the worst, like they're in the midst of the worst season they've ever had ever as an organization. They had the chance to win a championship this weekend. And then he blew that match. I couldn't imagine like knowing that and leaving and then getting on social media and seeing that uh, it's just crazy. The pressure, but yeah oh man social media is just such a hot topic (laughs) you know hopefully with him his teammates you know you build a team around players who have the same interests right and uh, coaching staff and you know these players join an organization because they believe in their organization's philosophy right and their mission statement so hopefully those players are able to help you know rally him up and you know it's it's one game right i mean you're you've played hundreds of games in your life right and you've 
you didn't make it this far because you're a bad player. You know, you had a bad moment, right? But that shouldn't be something that defines your career or let, you know, the outside people, you know, it's easy for me to sit back and say, oh, man, you should have caught that pass, you know, like when I'm watching football, right? Well, if I put myself in that, in that person's shoes, would I have caught that pass? Probably not. <laughs> I would have probably got steamrolled. You know, I would have dropped the pass too. I wouldn't even ran the route probably. <laughs> so, you know, it is very easy for us. And I think that's what social media, I don't know. I think it's all those people who like like to talk a lot of trash or, you know, behind their social media. I have like a real, I don't know. I think I'm more on the negative side of social media than I am positive, which kind of makes sense since I told you guys I don't really have social media and it's really <laughs> just figured. my dog on it. Yeah. <laughs> But I think there's great things that social media brings too. But yeah, it's, I can't imagine waking up, opening up like Twitter and just seeing the inbox of messages and notifications and not knowing, is this going to be something I want to read today? Or is this something I should probably just ignore because I don't want to ruin my day? Yeah. yeah. So Same. there's one more. Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, this, thing, this, thing with, this thing with social media too, and even like just esports players, it's this thing of, fear of missing out and fear of uh, not being somebody significant. I think there's so much pressure and I don't know, maybe it's just our culture today or maybe just esports. Uh, just like this pressure of I got to be somebody, I got to be somebody significant, I got to be big, right? And nobody's mm -hmm. really content and satisfied with I just I can be myself and also possibly get a platform by just being the person that I am, right? I think I, yeah. you even mentioned it too, like these people feel like they got to step into these shoes that they're not really comfortable in just to kind of be of significance because there's that so much fear and pressure on them. Um, and I think a lot of esports players feel that. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh man. I mean, you can just look at Twitch, right? I mean, I think summit talked about when he first started streaming, he was happy with like, it was a big deal to have like 800 viewers. Right. And yeah. now summit and I mean like all the big ones, Tifu. And so they're pulling in like 40,000 from time and stuff. Like it's crazy. I can imagine from their point of view, but then you see these kids, you know, and it starts, you know, you see with TikTok, you see with like YouTubers and things like that, Instagram people, everyone's counting their followers, right? Their sub counts, right? That's what they care about. It's like, oh, how many people follow you? You know, how many likes did you get on that tweet? Oh, you didn't get enough. So, you know, I'm better. You know, that's how these kids are kind of ranking themselves is what I've noticed in high school is it's all about your followers. It's all about who you know and things like that. And so, you know, everyone wants to be the next big streamer. I mean, why wouldn't you? You're playing video games for money. For a living, At yeah. your luxury of your house. And that's, yeah, I'm sure we would all love to do that, right? But, you know, it's just like professional sports. What's the percentage of, you know, you're going to make the NFL? It, it's very slim, right? You know, what's the percentage of you going to college, though? You know, I know it's very cliche to say those things, but it's, it's important to remind people like that. You know, I'm never telling these kids that you can't be that. You know, if you really want to be a Twitch streamer or a YouTuber and stuff, great how are you going to get there though you know what is it that you bring to the table that someone else hasn't bring right because there's going to be millions of other kids wanting to do this same career path as you um and so you know i try to just open up sorry i try to open up um you know these just kids eyes right because you know they get so fixated on this one idea and it's it's one of the you know the bigger risk ideas right the idea of going to college doesn't seem so far-fetched you know it's not terribly hard to get into any type of college right i mean you could go to a two-year college and then transfer to a four-year college you go to trade school or something like that i mean you have a lot of options there but if you're trying to become a twitch streamer your options are kind of limited and the market there is very oversaturated right i mean it's just hard to 
you know, make a name for yourself unless you're probably a professional gamer already or some famous person switching over to Twitch, right? We see a lot of EDM artists doing those now, right? A lot of online concerts, which is awesome. I love yeah. those. It's, yeah. it's great. Um, but, you know, social media and these people, I think you nailed it on the head saying, you know, they feel like they need be to somebody. be someone, right? And you know, that's yeah. what society, the society glorifies people. You know, a lot of people probably to this day know more about ninja or who ninja is than probably like you know russell westbrook right i mean if you put yeah. two faces up a kid oh, who's sure. seven between this age seven ten he's gonna be like oh that's ninja you can show him yeah. russell westbrook or peyton manning or any of these old players and you're like i don't know who that is yeah, who? You know, like and that's just how these kids are right now you know it's just a different time that they're growing up but those are their role models now right i mean when we were growing up we were looking at you know michael jordan or you know I don't know, like Neil Armstrong, not even Neil Armstrong. I mean, he's, I wasn't, I wasn't even born then, Kobe but you know, you were, we were all, yeah, we're all glorifying these other type of jobs and sports and things, but you know, kids now are looking up to YouTubers. I don't even know about, or, you know, their Twitch streamer and things like that. And it's, it's tough probably for the older population, like parents, cause it's just a world they're not going to completely understand. And, you know, it's it's probably hard for them then to dive into technology because there's a fear, like you, you don't want to look stupid not knowing how to use an iPhone or a computer and stuff like that. And so they let their kids kind of do it on their own or teach them and navigate it. And then, you know, you get into that spiral of what is it my kids really looking on the internet or getting involved in and stuff like that. And, you know, that's where then we see a lot of parents draw lines with mental health and things you know, they want to point the finger out because they're on the iPad too much or, you know, they met this stranger online playing video games and things like that. And, um, but yeah, I mean, social media makes you feel like you, you really got to be someone or you to matter in this world. And that's just false because, I mean, everyone matters. You know, I'm a big believer, like everyone's going to leave their mark on this world in one way or another. Um, you know, you're going to make a change, whether that's in hundreds of people's lives or one life. You know, you have the power to say something or do something to make to better someone's life. And I think that's honestly one of the best things you can do. And I I love seeing these people who are on these big platforms pave that way, you know, and really go out of their way to make sure their followers are taken care of and also know that they matter and stuff. And I think boy, boy is probably a hot topic right now. He's all over the league subreddit and stuff like that. of talking about the toxicity and legal legends. And he's been someone who's very open about his own mental health issues and also, you know, doing charity streams and promoting mental health awareness, you know, and I think that's great when we are using our platforms to, you know, share what it is we're passionate about or, you know, being the change we want to see in this world, you know, and that's what I, I think I love about my job is, you know, I struggled with mental health growing up. You know, I think a lot of us can probably talk about times where we were struggling with mental health, whether that's current or in our past, um, you know, and I just want to be that person I wish I had growing up. And that's what I want to do for these kids is just be that person they need to help them see and succeed later on in life. Um, and I think hopefully as esports grows, we get, people to help these players have a retirement plan to have health 
care to have futures in their families and you know if they want to have kids and things like that or if they want to go back to college even you know all right let's set them up for college you know what what if I mean, maybe they do need financial aid you know i don't know necessarily what some of these players are making we i mean we probably can guess but i'm sure there's players who aren't making what we assume they are and you know i think it's important to help you know these kids you know be set up to succeed in future and not just be successful at this one video game and then that's all they're remembered for I mean, that, yeah, that mental health aspect of, you know, kind of taking a step back, um, like you were mentioning about the League of Legends player, that's happening in more than just esports now. Um, this is becoming a, a big movement, which it, I'm excited about because it's being taken serious now. Um, mm-hmm. But even there was that Ohio State basketball player that transferred this year. You might know. I don't remember his name. Um, but he stepped away midseason because of mental health. And you don't really see anybody in the NCAA take a stand and do that. But he did mm-hmm. it. Um, and he took a step back and he took got a lot of hate about it on social media. Um, but I mean, it's just crazy seeing this movement start and knowing that um, it's being used to move forward in a healthy manner. So, yeah, definitely. I, you know, it's, you know, I, we jokingly say it in our work, you know, we should just take a mental health day, right? I mean, we get vacation days, right? And sick days, but you know, what's the difference between having, you know, a sick day or a mental health day, you know? Yeah. Maybe if I have the flu or something, yeah, I shouldn't be around because it's contagious stuff. But if I'm struggling mentally, you know, am I really going to be product, productive today at work? No, you know, I, I, I'm probably not. You know, I don't want to bring my own personal struggles into my work life, nor do I want to bring my work life into my personal life, right? It's just setting those boundaries and things like that. And, you know, it's it's definitely tough, I'm sure, for that player to have to have announced, like, I'm going to take a break from this, you know, from the basketball season because I'm strongly mentally, you know, with my mental health. And I, I, I'm a big believer in the whole holistic view, you know, the physical, the mental and the spiritual thing. I think all of those intertwine with each other and they all piggyback off each other, you know, and I'm sure it's, you know, I could see the standpoint where people probably got mad at him because they're saying, you know, wow, you know, you're, you must be ungrateful. You know, you're giving this full ride scholarship, you know, you're super athletic, you know, you've been given this God talent and you're just going to walk away from it. Yeah, that's easier to say from someone who doesn't understand if some if you've never experienced any type of mental health issue or trauma in your life. You know, it's easy to say those things, you know, and I hope, you know, that players has people, you know, I, to support. And I'm sure that decision probably didn't come easy for him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's probably a, a decision made with multiple people in his life, you know, and you know, good for him. Honestly, I mean, you are the one person in this world who knows most about yourself and what you can handle and what you can't handle. You know, and if you need to take a break from what or whatever it is you're struggling with, then do that for yourself. Who are we to tell you you can't do that? You know, it's your life, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, you're the one control, you're the one living it, you know, do what you need to do to make yourself successful in the future, you know. So hats off to him, you know. I think I hope more people will start to do that because you don't want to burn yourself out mentally, you know, because or physically or spiritually, because eventually they'll all everything will start to wither away. And then you don't want to get into that deep, dark (laughs) void um, that, you know, it's just it's just not a, a very pleasant place you want to be in, you know, so, you know, take the steps prior to getting there. A lot of that plays into the 
even comparison like with role models right like back then it was everybody was role modeling these athletes like you know muscle westbrook michael jordan things like that but we only saw michael jordan on the court we didn't see what his life consisted of but now it's until like this documentary. Yeah. Well, until, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> plug, we'll plug the documentary. <laughs> but then now you see these, like these, like these kids that you're probably working with that are looking up to these YouTubers who are vlogging their life. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's not that you're not just seeing them on the court where you're seeing like a glimpse or a piece of their life. You're seeing right. how they're living their life out. And it's like that comparison starts settling in like, Oh wait, but my life doesn't look like that. Right. And mm-hmm. then it's that whole thing of, you know, that anxiety, that depression starts to settle in or I'm not up, I'm not where they're at. And then you, but in the end, it's like, they're not even like, they're struggling mentally bad. Like they're, you're giving the whole public an eye into your entire life. And you feel like you got to keep up with this yeah. image that you're trying to portray. Right. Um, oh, but, for sure. Yeah. Like, I just think it, like these kids, it's so dangerous to look at these YouTubers who are vlogging their entire life. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we, and obviously a lot of these YouTubers and things like that, you know, you're going to put what's going to get you the most views. Right. And so your first video or second video is not going to be like, Oh, I'm struggling with suicide or I'm struggling with anxiety. Right. You know, that's not a topic you feel like I'm not going to get the most viewership with, or I'm not going to get sponsors with. Right. Cause you don't know what these sponsors, you know, where there are lines um, cross and things like that. So yeah, you're going to portray the good things in your life. Right. And then I can't imagine then what it feels like you have to just keep up that image. You know, you, can you really, are these, are you really being you or living your life or who you are? And you know, these kids then idolize them. And like you said, they, they start comparing their life. Well, I don't have that car or, you know, I'm not doing that right now. Or, wow, this kid, when he was 16 was making this much money. I don't even have a job and I'm 16. Right. Mm. And so, it's dangerous. And I think Instagram is a, a great example of this because Instagram's all about photos, right? And there's so many filters and stuff because they want us to put our best image forward, right? And that's what all these, no one's going to take a very raw Instagram phone and just post it on there. You're going to want it to make it look good, right? Because you want to have over a hundred likes. You want to use the hashtags, right? Because you want people then to discover the photo and, you know, and that's how you're going to make it, right? I'm going to make it because of my hashtags. I'm going to make it because of my dog or because I can cook because I take great photos and things like that, right? And at some point, it just feels like it's empty. You know, I've never been someone big on social media. I've never been big on someone who wants a lot of likes or the spotlight on them, you know, because it just, that doesn't fulfill me. It just feels kind of empty. It feels like I'm not doing it to better myself or for me. I'm doing it for these, for others. And, you know, that's, I know, it just doesn't seem right to me. And I get where people come from, right? Because, you know, maybe these kids want the likes because maybe they're not getting the right type of attention at home. You know, maybe they want people to, you know, be in their life or jo- enjoy their lifestyle because, you know, at home they're not receiving love or maybe they're not being supported at school. You know, a lot of these kids will reach out to other, you know, clicks or games or social media because they're missing something in their life, you know, and I grew up uh, without a dad, you know, he passed away when I was five. And so I grew up without a dad my whole life with a Korean mom and a kind of a Korean traditional home. And I was very jealous growing up with all my friends who had dads. And when I went to sporting events, my dad wasn't there cheering me on. I didn't learn sports from my dad. I mean, my mom learned English as my sister was learning English in high school. 
you know? And so at a young age, I was like, I don't know what it's like to be a man. I don't have a male role model in my life. I don't really have someone to look up to. And so I struggled growing up, right? My mom didn't know how to raise a boy. And I definitely wasn't the easiest. I definitely pushed the envelope of, hey, I do not want to be the most traditional Asian boy growing up. I don't want to be that. We went to Korean church. That's not me. I'm not wearing Tommy Hilfiger and wearing bowl cuts and all that kind of stuff. I'm wearing, you know, skater shoes. I want to skateboard because that's what all the kids in the neighborhood are doing. You know, I'm going to wear, you know, cargo pants. I'm going to get into that whole pink face when every guy was buying pink shirts and things like that and stuff like that. And so, you know, I see where these kids come from in, in school when they live or grow up in a household that just doesn't feel complete because your next door neighbor has it all. You know, they have the Christmas tree in the window. They have the dad that comes home at five o'clock from work. They have the stay at home mom. They have a brother. So they have the golden retriever and the white picket fence, you know, you know, I see where these kids get jealous and upset. And so they, you know, resort to, you know, I got to find something to fill that void, you know, and social media is a very easy one to turn to, um, you know, because you're getting random likes or you're getting people who heart your picture and things like that. And it feels good, right? You're like, Oh, nice. Someone liked me, you know, someone liked my picture, but you know, you got to, at the end of the day, look, you know, is it really, you know, are they really liking me as a person, like who I am, or is it just what I have, you know? And it's, you know, I, I struggle to help these kids because I, these kids feel like they're not good enough, you know, because they just feel like they're not. Um, and maybe it's because they've been told or they just have been told so much that they start to believe it. But, you know, you are good enough. You matter. You know, you maybe it's you maybe the person that you want in your life to, you know, love you the most or want to matter most to isn't it. And that's a hard pill to swallow, but it, it's going to get better. It's OK. You know, you don't necessarily have to have everyone in your life like you you know that just this seems fake right i wouldn't want everyone to like me that wouldn't be fun you know i want people to not like me it's going to make me better you know it's going to make me realize all right what is it they don't like about me is it something i need to change maybe or maybe it's just their own problem right you know i'm in control of my reactions and you know if someone doesn't like me i can either ignore it or choose to get angry right i'm in control of that and so you know it's it sucks seeing these, some of these kids, you know, all, I mean, it's good. They have role models. I think that's great. As it just, uh, it is concerning to see that some of the role models are these superstar million subscriber YouTubers who are telling them or feeding them like, Oh, you can do this too. Right. And it's, it's it, maybe they can, you know, I'm, you can definitely do whatever you want to do in life and you can become whatever you want to become, but it, I'm sure it, it's not easy. It's not as easy as just picking up a camera and start filming yourself, right? I mean, you gotta you gotta work at it. And yeah. some of these kids feel like it's just gonna be given to them, and you know, it's it's not. Yeah, definitely. Uh, well, hey, we're running up on time. Seth, did you have any last questions for Andy? Yeah, I, I mean, honestly, man, I just want to say like I just think it's so good, and I'm I'm even so grateful that we have like somebody like you in the front lines helping the youth because um, even your perspective your whole grasp on um just like just things in general whether it comes to social media you know comparison things like that role models um you know you might not be like documenting or 
essentially vlogging every interaction that you have with the youth um you're not getting glorified by it but i just think it's so good that you're in the front lines helping these guys out so i appreciate that man thank you um, mellow appreciates it Um, (laughs) i I appreciate it it's you know it's you know i took the job on a whim because i wanted to just i thought it'd be cool to create a job i didn't know how much i'd love you know helping you know, kids out and building a future for them. Cause you know, my motto is, you know, be the change you wish to see in the world. And, you know, it's my goal in life is just to make sure these kids are aware that, you know, you just, you just matter, you know, suicide's not the option. And it, it hurts to see kids feel like that is the only option they have in life. Um, you know, cause they're just so enclosed with what's going on around them. And so, you know, I just want whoever, you know, hears this podcast, you know, all I want you to know is, you know, you matter, you know, you, you matter to me and you matter to these guys too. Um, and hopefully, you know, you know, just don't give up, you know, there's resources out there. There's people out there who care about you and who will care about you in the future as well. And so, you know, don't give up. You can always, you know, these guys are, you guys are doing honestly, something incredible, giving a safe house, a safe place for people to come together. And I think that's what the community needs is a place to decompress and a place where they feel like, I'm not going to get judged. Maybe I am bronze tier in League of Legends, or maybe I am the worst Call of Duty player. Maybe I have potato aim. But if I come is that here... About you? But I can come here together with, you know, people of the same interests and different skill and not get flamed for, right? You know, that's some that's I think that's why a lot of people don't like to use their mics is I just don't want to get flamed today. Yeah. You know, I already have or a bad life enough. I don't wanna get online and you know, hear how, hear how bad I am now. And so yeah. you know, my goal in life is, you know, if I can make change in one person's life then that's all that matters and i you know i'm just grateful and i appreciate you guys bringing me on here and i'm grateful for just the experience i have in mental health and the things i've learned and things like that thanks for just well, talking. thank you so yeah. much yeah we appreciate what you're doing and we appreciate you being on the show um thank you for the time um it was great it's been a great episode uh, i can't wait to release this episode um but thank you guys for tuning in and as always we can't wait to see you in the next episode um hope you have a good one